Welcome to the Matters of Movement podcast. I am your host, Christina Whalen Chabot. Join me as we explore all the things that impact our movement experience so that we can all strive to move better to feel better. As I interview movement experts, therapists, researchers, and more. are welcoming Mickey Havard to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Mickey is a Pilates instructor with over 20 years of experience. In 2011, she started a wellness company called Mickey Fit, where she combines her knowledge of Pilates, group fitness, and movement to enhance the life of her clients. She started practicing Pilates in preparation for her wedding and fell in love with the principles of movement and results of Pilates. After practicing for two years, she became certified through Power Pilates as a Mat 1 and Mat 2 Pilates instructor. Mickey is also certified through ACE and AFA as a wellness coach, strength coach, and group fitness instructor. In 2018, she launched a membership-based online studio called MickeyFit.com that offers 24-7 access to step-by-step instructional Pilates videos providing simplified Pilates for your home or on-the-go Pilates practice. In 2019, she created a fitness program called the Mickey Fit Method that is designed to include a wide variety of fitness levels by providing multiple variations of each of the 50 exercises in the program. She offers in-person and virtual certifications for the program, and her book, Pilates for Everyone, is the manual for this program. Mickey offers biannual wellness retreats when she is not traveling, teaching clients, or filming inventory for her online platforms. She loves spending time with her husband, Imari, and two children, Autumn and Miles. Wonderful. Look at all of that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I've got your book here. I've got your book. You. It's so beautiful, which is actually the reason why I reached out to you in the first place, because I bought your book and I was so impressed with it. And Thank you so much. I wanted to, you know, chat with you about it and well, and Pilates, because I mean, we both love Pilates. So <laughs> Why don't we talk about the book first? I mean, we might as well dive right in. Yeah. Why did you write this book? So I was in the process of actually writing a manual for an inclusive Pilates program. And I had been doing it for about two years because, I mean, I wasn't on a timeline or deadline or anything. And then someone from Random Books, Penguin, which they merged. So I keep on saying Random Penguin, but that sounds weird. I think it's Penguin Random House Books. Okay, yeah. (laughs) An editor approached me and asked if I wanted a book. And I was like, is this real? I mean, I get an onslaught of weird DMs, emails, you know, every day. I'm like, I'm clearly being punked. This can't be real. So I went down like this rabbit hole of investigation, like LinkedIn, like all the stuff I really, you know, went to find out before I even answered him, you know, is this a person, you know, or is it, you know, some cat, you know, in Nebraska that's, you know, catfishing me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So once I did, you know, the proper vetting and it's like, okay, this guy is real. I was like, sure. Yes, I do want to do a book. And I do want you guys to do it basically, because I was really struggling, not with the content of the book, but just the work it's going to take, you know, to lay it out and to find a printer and all the stuff and all the expense. So when they said they wanted me to do it and I wasn't going to have to do 
any of the harder labor, I was all for it. So I was super excited to translate what I was already doing into a book that was going to reach a lot more people. And I mean, it's such a wonderful book. And I think the number one thing that she was the, the inclusivity of this book, right? I mean, how many Pilates books do I own? There's not one person of color right? Uh, in the book, not one person who is kind of outside of like, you know, what might be considered the, you know, the Pilates body, like the slender white female basically is, is you know, so used to seeing. So your book has people of color. We have people with disabilities. We have older people. We have pregnant people. We have, what else? What else do we have? (laughs) I think that basically covers it. So wonderful because, and I think, I mean, the gist of this book is basically, you know, introducing the Pilates repertoire. Absolutely. And then of course, now going in deeper and saying, okay, you know, we have all of these different bodies. We have all of these different levels of ability. How are we going to handle that? Not, I mean, let's be honest. Pilates is not accessible to a lot of bodies. Absolutely. There's some stuff that's really hard to do. And so in order to be able to get people doing Pilates, we have to modify, right? And you have to provide like these wonderful variations, which you've done so beautifully. So anyone who has not purchased Pilates for everyone, you need to do that because even someone who is well-versed in the Pilates repertoire and able to do it, there's still benefits to doing these variations. Great. I mean... Not only do you, you know, mix it up a little bit, you know, but also to wake up your mind as a teacher, because we get so stuck in rote teaching, especially in a course that is designed to follow, you know, a certain number of exercises in a certain order. So I think it also wakes you up to see the differences of people and also wakes you up to see like, oh, so this is a different way that I can, you know, engage my core or I, and not just for the student, for the teacher themselves. So, I mean, I, there, there are many things that I don't do in the repertoire any longer. And it's either because of, you know, an injury or it's because my body has changed, you know, with my age and things like that. So I know that I'm not the only person out there that's wanting something that's a little bit more accessible for me. And maybe on a Tuesday, I may not want to do, you know, a full rollover. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just having those options and just teaching us as instructors to think outside of that perfect Pilates box. I have to go back to my training way back in the day. It's been a long time in many years. <laughs> And I remember the woman teaching us being really hardcore and being like, we don't modify here, you know, yes. like we, we don't yes. want, and that was, that was the philosophy. Like you Absolutely. don't modify and in back of my head. I'm like, well, I'm going to be modifying over here. Right. Like I'm going to yeah. be changing stuff up. Like she even said, you know, start off with the right spring weight. Wow. I'm just like, really? Like this is, I love this woman. She's very, I still respect her, but there are ways that I have diversified. I have like, what is the word? I have veered away from some of the stuff just because we want to create an environment of safety. We want people to be, to come back because they're like, yes, this. Right. That's the deal. Don't, you don't want to intimidate people. So they won't even come in number one. And then once they're there, which is a very big step for most people. 
you want them to come back. Like, isn't that the purpose Yeah. to teach more students? Yeah. I mean, we teach her teach like that is what we're supposed to be doing. But I was taught very similarly to you. And I mean, I'm older than you. And I, so I know that I had a teacher that was <laughs> much more old school and I, it was like Shawshank Redemption. I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> it's like, this is insane. And I didn't realize how insane it was really until I got into a real life class situation. Because everyone there was an able-bodied, fit person that was taking the course. So I'm, you know, alongside another person that can do most of the things that the instructor, you know, the teacher trainer is asking us to do. In that bubble, I think that you don't even see it as much until you get out into a real life classroom, if you will. I mean, I it's, it's interesting because I, I feel like when I looked at the clientele in the space, There was a wide variety of bodies there. There were people who were heavier, you know, in larger bodies. There were people dealing with chronic illness, like MS. Yes. There were people older, like in their 70s and 80s, doing Pilates. So I'm sitting here wondering, like, where did this philosophy come from, where you've got these bodies in front of you that all require different things? And this is what you're teaching the people coming out of your studio, like the the, the teachers, because surely there was some kind of modification taking place to help these people, right? Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I digress. But I think at the very heart of it, you bring people in and you want them to feel something in their bodies. And if it's too hard for them right from the get-go, they're not going to get that feeling, you know, that feeling that we get when we do Pilates and you walk away and you're kind of floating away because you're like, wow, that was really good for me. You know, that really felt holistic in a lot of ways. It it really dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's and and took care of me in this really nice way. Yeah. And I mean, and literally not just feeling that way, but like the literal feeling like I, you, you will not get someone to be able to engage that muscle or area that you want them to do if they're unable to do that skill. Yeah. So not just like that feeling of, you know, euphoria and the floating out of the Mm -hmm. class, but that literal feeling of engaging your core, Yeah. Yeah. the literal feeling of, you know, you're, you know, bringing your, your legs toward the midline, all those things. If you're so, you know, concentrating on, am I able to do this? And that's what happens. We get in our minds. We do that, you know, as instructors too, then you won't even be able to feel the actual exercises if they're not if you're not able to do them. So if you haven't checked out the Pilates and movement online studio and all of the goodies inside of it, make sure to check out the link in the show notes below. We would hope that something would change, you know, Mm -hmm. in 50 or 60 years, there are amendments to medical books in 50 or 60 years, there are amendments, you know, to history books in 50 or 60 years. So the thought that there shouldn't be an, amendments to a practice that was created that long ago is really insane to me. And I remember when I first started teaching, I mean, I got a lot of questions about, you know, why I was teaching differently. And that was my answer. It's like, they, there should be some difference from, you know, something that was created so long ago, just like with anything else. And the same with, you know, when I started practicing on Instagram. And, you know, I, would, I was getting DMs from, you know, the Pilates police saying, you know, you, you can't change this. I'm like, well, actually, this is social media. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So yes, I can. <laughs> yeah. It's just really beyond me. I really can't grasp the fact that people don't think that things should be amended. I mean, we, we should learn, we have learned things. I mean, and we can't make someone, you know, such a godlike figure that we are against, that we're afraid to go against the grain when something is not good for someone. Right. And yeah, I, I hear a lot about the Pilates police, right? There's a lot. Yes. There's a lot. Getting better. A lot. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I've never been attacked or, or, or approached by the Pilates police myself, oh, yes. but, but um, I know that they exist and I know that there's they a lot exist. of people like side-eyeing other people, you know, going, yeah. like, what did it, what, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. And good for you for standing up for yourself, you know, and for just standing your ground, because I think that, um, Absolutely. You know, I think that's such an excellent point that, of course, like the amendments are happening all of the time, right? We should be allowing ourselves to evolve and to absolutely to just acknowledge that, you know, not everything is going to work the same way for everybody, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, what do you have planned for the next few years of your business? So, for my plan for the next few years is to couple of things. I'm definitely going to continue to um, work to include more people in Pilates. I, that's my big mission to really bring Pilates to a, you know, a wider range of fitness levels. And I hope to do that by teaching when I, I, I want to have a teacher trainings in the Mickey Fit Method, which is basically just teaching teachers how to teach variations. It's just that simple. So hopefully once, you know, I have enough teachers trained in that method, then there'll be more people that are learning and more people that are included and more people that feel accepted, you know, in learning um, Pilates. So that's my, probably my biggest immediate goal. Mm-hmm. I, and I also definitely, ever since the pandemic and everyone's gone so virtual, just like we are virtual now, obviously, I know that that's not going to change. That's not going to be something, you know, that goes out of style at skinny jeans. It's going to be here to stay and working more on my online presence and for my online studio, which is a Pilates studio and with classic Pilates and inventive Pilates, Mickey Fit Pilates, but I also have an app where I do more athletic stuff, but just really working toward making those platforms more robust because I think that people are looking for more. Mm. So that's probably my second, um, I guess my second project. And my third is to really dive more into the retreats. I had such a great time when I went to Greece last year that I cannot imagine not doing one like every year, at least a couple. And so I just love that it's bringing people not just together to Pilates, but we're doing, you know, all kinds of adventures too. But it's the fact that people are, trusting me, they're coming across the country, trusting me as a, and coming together as a community from everywhere to learn Pilates and just to have that, like you said, that floating feeling, because that feeling lasts throughout the day, you know, you're connected and, you know, you take a class, you're connected, you, you, you know, you hang out with the people and then you just float through the day with that wellness connection. So the retreats are something that I'm, I'm definitely going to dive a lot deeper into. If you haven't checked out the Pilates and Movement online studio and all of the goodies inside of it, make sure to check out the link in the show notes below. I see you've got something coming up in September. I do. I have two in September. I have one in Spain 
in Marbella, Spain. Mm-hmm. And that is on the 18th to the 23rd, I believe. Don't quote me on the dates. <laughs> and then a week later, I'll be in Tuscany, Italy. Oh, wow. So there'll be like a two-day buffer for me in between those. Then there are going to be two very different retreats. The first retreat, I am teaming up with a friend of mine. It'll be Pilates and yoga. And the participants can pick what they want to do in the morning, a Pilates or yoga. Then we'll do a fusion class like toward the end of the retreat. And my second retreat, which is in Italy, it'll be really geared toward the teaching the variations and really accommodating a lot of different fitness levels. So that one is called Pilates for Everyone. And it's I'm going to really concentrate on teaching those variations and helping people, really meeting people where they are. Because I a lot of people, when I did my retreat last year, that was one of the most popular questions, you know, like, how hard is the Pilates going to be? Like, do I need to, you know, start taking Pilates now to be able to take your class? Like, that's almost crushing, you know, because, and I know, I know why, because, you know, we're on Instagram, we're putting all these flashy things on Instagram, where we're showing, you know, all the tricks and things that we can do. And I think people get intimidated by that. And they don't want to invest in a trip and then get there and feel embarrassed or intimidated, right? When I had so many questions about that last year, I was intent upon doing a retreat that was literally called Pilates for Everyone that is going to be designed to really include a wide variety of fitness levels. Because I want everyone to be able to, you know, participate. And I think also, I mean, this got me on this whole idea now where, you know, you can it almost empowers people when they learn these variations to be able to get more creative on their own too, yes. you know, and then they're like, yes. Oh, well, if th- we can do this, then, you know, there's like, I can try this out and see what happens. And that goes the same thing agree. for teachers too. Right. It yes. just like opens up the world of possibilities. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so I, that's what I would love to do. I would love to do a teacher training, you know, in a fabulous location. Mm-hmm. And that's a goal for 2023. It takes so much time to plan these trips. I don't do the planning. Thank God. Um, I work with an amazing lady that owns a travel agency in Athens and I literally show up and teach Pilates. You know, I, yeah. you know, I plan my classes, of course, but she does so much work. I can't even imagine like how much work it takes to get these things together. So she's going to help me do a teacher training next year, somewhere fabulous. I don't know you are yet, but it's going to be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) As it should be. Why not? You know, I mean, there's so many beautiful places out there in the world and and we've all been We've all been cooped up a little too much. I know you've yes. been traveling. I personally haven't been traveling just because, you know, we, we have a different circumstance. We still have young little ones yes. and why not, you know? And I think that that I, I can just imagine, you know, becoming a, a, a teacher trainer or becoming a teacher in these wonderful locations. I feel like that information would just, you know, be downloaded, right. would just be like totally in your body. <laughs> Like unforgettable spaces, unforgettable settings, yeah. you know, all that stuff, you yeah. know, just oh. seals it, right? Oh, <laughs> so I want to shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about sure. what you like about using all of your little tools. Cause I know you like to use the ball and you like to use the, the circle. I want to specifically talk about like instability tools, like using, sure. you know, laying down on unstable surfaces. What is it that you like about using those? I like it because it really does help you get that mind-body connection because like I was saying before, and especially as an instructor, I mean, it, Pilates is very, can be very rote. You know, we're doing the same things a lot of times. So I think, you know, literally shaking things up 
by, you know, being on, you know, stability ball or doing something that's just, you know, less stable than the, than the mat itself. I think it really does help you have a really better mind body connection. And it just adds more interest. I mean, because frankly, I mean, we can get bored, you know, we've been doing it for a long time, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so just adding that level of interest, adding a level of challenge, mm. and really deepening that mind body connection. Right. I mean, and what the other thing that you think about too, is that the applicability of Pilates to everyday life, there's a lot, yes. there's a lot that's applicable, right? But there's a lot that, Absolutely. you know, when you're laying on our backs, how often are we doing anything while we're laying on our backs other than sleeping, right? That's so true. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and when we're standing on our feet on these little platforms, tiny little platforms holding everything that's above us, that mm -hmm. is like in and of itself an unstable surface, right? We are being True. affected by so many aspects of our lives. You know, maybe we have a kid that runs up against you. You're on a subway. I don't know if anyone's on subways, but you know, <laughs> like there's there's things in our environment that are going to impact us in one way Very or cool. another. And when you put an unstable surface on underneath your underneath your back right like you're on a roller for example I feel like that emulates life a little bit more it kind of creates a little bit more of this surprise kind of scenario where your body has to adjust and say okay well wait a minute I can't just lay on the floor and accept right. that the floor is going to carry me right I have to that's such a great point yeah yeah it is a functional training mm -hmm. functional fitness mm -hmm. you know real life I love that it just came to me <laughs> it's brilliant <so> brilliant <laughs> Have you ever heard of the OOV? Yes, I have. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I don't have one, but I mean, I have so many other things, but I don't have one, but I, I've seen it and I've, I've heard of it. And I have a couple of friends that practice with it. Yeah. I keep on saying, I mean, there's so many things I'm going to get, yes, but I was like, Hmm, I'm going to the uh, Momentum Fest. I'm going to present in June at the Momentum Fest. So I'm hoping that I'll come across, you know, all these new fun toys yes. that, I, that I'm not familiar with yeah. or familiar with, but haven't played with. Yeah. So hopefully that'll be one. Yeah. The OOV is nice. And we'll talk about the Momentum Fest in a second, but the OOV is nice oh. because it's similar to the roller, right? Because uh, you can, it creates instability side to side. But right. it also creates instability front to back. So it's because the roller is flat, right? It's flat and you can, and it just rolls. But yeah, the OOV creates instability in all directions, which creates a whole, a whole new element of, I love it. of instability, which is really fascinating. I did the level one training a few years ago, really found it to be amazing. Like it was really good information that really deepens your knowledge of the body and like the core and, you know, how to really engage all of that. Now I'm super intrigued. Now I have to take a class. Yeah, <laughs> working with like fascial lines and anyways, it's yes. very cool. But yeah, let's talk about your Momentum Fest. What are you going to talk about? So I'm, I'm going to teach a couple classes okay. and um, I'm going to teach a magic circle class and then a class that really focuses on variations and things like that. So that those are my two classes. I'm, we're also doing, we're going to volunteer with this youth group, which I'm so excited about. That's really, that's another big thing for me to really expose younger people to Pilates or just people that wouldn't be exposed to Pilates, you know, different communities. So I'm really excited about that. That's something that we're going to do early on. So I am just totally honored to even be chosen. Like I couldn't even believe when Jessica reached out to me. I was like, ah, 
I wanted to go like before the pandemic and the pandemic hit, you know, and then uh-huh. my sister and I had planned to go. And then I, I think last year it was virtual. All these years are, bl- you know, are blurred. So I participated in a couple things last year. And so when she asked me, I was just blown away. So I'm so honored, so excited. I cannot wait to meet these amazing instructors that I have been a super fan of for years in person. So I'm, I'm I think I'm more excited about yeah. meeting like a, some other instructors and like taking courses from them. I'm really excited to teach, of course, but I just cannot wait to soak up all this knowledge. I think it's going to be amazing. Oh, I think so too. I think there's something really, I mean, when you work like you and I do kind of as these kind of solo people, yes. you know, we get a bit insular in insular yes. in our work and it's really good to be around other professionals and just listening to how they talk and in some of the stuff that they're focusing on. And I feel like it's like food, you know, it's, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> you're going to be, it's going to be such an amazing, is it a weekend? It's a weekend. Yes. If I had to send it. And I agree with you. I mean, I, I don't think people really understand like how, insular it is being an instructor. I don't, I mean, and then when the pandemic hit, I mean, it was even more, I mean, we weren't even seeing, you know, students, yeah. you know, in person. So yeah. you're right. I mean, it's going to be like so overwhelming, I think, you know, initially, <laughs> you know, and you know, it's like, like your wedding where you don't remember anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I want to really go in and like really try to be so aware and like so present. <laughs> I just don't want it to be such a blur, but I know it's going to be overwhelming. I cannot wait. Cannot wait to be around, you know, other instructors. Yeah, again. oh, it'll be great. I'm excited for you. I'm glad that you, you are contributing and that you, the work that you're doing is being acknowledged and that, you know, the Pilates police is like... <laughs> They're getting better. I think they're being defunded. I think... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> if you haven't checked out the Pilates and Movement online studio and all of the goodies inside of it, make sure to check out the link in the show notes below. You started online way before everybody else. Am I right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when the pandemic, you know, the COVID happened and everyone was scrambling to learn how to create these online platforms and to bring everything online, you were just like cool as a cucumber going like, nah, I've been here for a while. <laughs> like... I got this. It's so funny because I mean, I was inundated with, you know, questions, you know, oh, from my okay. colleagues, which I was more than happy to answer yeah. the questions, but yeah, I, it was a comfortable space to be in Yeah, to not be behind the, I don't, is it the eight ball? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, it was really a comfortable place to be in. And the reason I started that online studio was because I had been teaching at the Y for years along with other studios. But the why was just like, uh, I mean, it was basically charity, like, yes. because I was, I yes. wasn't getting paid very much. But good for you, because that's yes. important to be accessed yes. different communities. And the last class that I taught, because I let a lot of classes go, but I was teaching a seniors class. And that class taught me more about being a teacher than any other class, any training, anything. And that's when I started doing things like chair Pilates and standing work because people literally could not get down to the mat. And so that really pushed me to teach, you know, outside the box. And when I left that class, the students would ask me, you know, can you just send me a little video, Mickey, you know, or can you do a D, you know, can you do like a CD or DVD? I just, I just want to be able to see you. So I started doing like these little video clips 
And I had like a little group on my iPhone where you could send them, you know, and I had to create a little small group and I would just do like a little short video, like every week, like 10 or 15 minutes, because they wanted to not just do Pilates because it was, it became a community. It was the time that many of those people saw other people, you know, for the week, a couple of times a week, you know, people were caregivers for their spouses. And so that was their outlet. So it was super important to me and to them. So that's why I created the online studio because it just kind of snowballed into more, you know, more content. And then my husband was like, just, you know, just do, just create a small website. And my husband does um, a lot of graphic design and video editing stuff. And so he created, oh yeah, exactly. (laughs) So he created, he's like, just do a a little small website. He's like, you don't have, it doesn't have to be that, you know, robust. It can just hold, you know, 10 or 15 videos, and then you can just switch them out. That's how I started it, just out of the need of my students. Right. And what a wonderful gift for you to give them, right? Like, that's really... And for me to receive, you know? Like, I gained so much more than I, I mean, from them than they'll ever know. Like, I really was changed as a teacher after teaching them. That's so beautiful, you know? Because if everyone's just like, if it was just able-bodied, you know, you yeah. just blow through and it's all kind of just the same. And so I'm really glad that you had that opportunity and that you're sharing all of that because, you know, your book is obviously um, a product of that work that you did. It, absolutely. Yeah. I have to give credit to so many people and that seniors class that really taught me mm-hmm. how to think outside the box. Yeah. But one of the things I like to ask, because I know for me as a Pilates teacher or instructor or whatever, whatever movement professional, whatever you want <laughs> right, to call right. it. <laughs> I know, there's so many new words yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I go through these little phases where I'm like, I get, I kind of hone in on these concepts. So, you know, I know yes. at the beginning, of this like in the fall I was really focused in on like cervical articulation and the neck and getting the head in the right place what is firing up in your Pilates these days oh my gosh that's so funny I I'm obsessed with two things I'm obsessed with the chair right now like so when I moved I moved recently about a month ago and when when I moved you know I my the space that my equipment is in it's much bigger space it's probably about 100 square feet more which is a lot for yeah the room is huge right so in the other space, I had things like pushed in the corner because I just had to have it out of the way. So I'd have space to film. Mm. And so now when I, in this bigger space, my, ch- you know, everything's out. I'm like, oh, the chair. So once I moved, I just start obsessing about the chair. I've been on the Pilates chair like almost every day. So that is like my huge thing. And my other thing is really, I'm getting back into like this balance obsession, doing like standing balance mm-hmm. work and things like that. So I, I'm just like you, I just like kind of, get really narrow <laughs> for, you know, for a while yeah. and just kind of rabbit hole and obsess about <laughs> particular yeah, concepts. So for me, it's, it's balance is probably the concept. And then just the equipment is the chair. Like I'm yeah. just all over it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love me some balance stuff too. Oh my gosh. So good. I always do it. And I always feel like the Matt Pilates repertoire doesn't have a lot of balance stuff. Like there's not, there's not, not enough of that. In fact, I don't think there's I mean, any, we're not there's enough. no, yeah, we're not standing enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than like the arm series and the, the star of the Pilates pushup, yeah. we're not standing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and so there you go. There's your, your evolution, right? We need to it's work on this, on the balance work. And, uh, and I know that it gets addressed during while people are using the equipment, but not everyone right. has access to the equipment. That's not right. Most people do not. Exactly. I mean, yeah, most people do not have access to the equipment, mm-hmm. period. 
I mean, we learned that most instructors didn't have access to their own equipment yeah. during the pandemic, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Like most instructors don't have the equipment in their house. Exactly. I mean, I just happen to have it here, you know, yeah. but most of, most of us don't. Yeah. I just finally got my own equipment sorted out in our yeah. space. So that was exciting. I like unearthed it. I like dug it out of like the, the depths of, <laughs> of like storage. And isn't it amazing. Oh, it's so exciting. Now it's all up and I'm like, oh, it's so pretty. Even though it's like, you know, not that pretty, but you know, I understand. <laughs> it's, it's yours and yeah. it, it's your fingertips. So it's gorgeous. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so why? back you posted this amazing quote from Edward Laskowski who says that body weight training using only your body weight for resistance can be an effective type of strength training and a good addition to your fitness program so body weight training can be as effective as training with free weights or weight exercises or weight machines yes I loved that because I think that a lot of people might have ideas around what you know, a proper workout might look like, or a proper exercise routine might look like, and it might should should involve, you know, heavy lifting, right? So you obviously posted this for a reason. So why don't you fill me in on? So I mean, one reason I posted it was because, like we were saying before, lack of access for most people, most people don't have access to heavy weights. And a lot of people don't want to go to the gym now, you know, or may not ever want to return to the gym. Yeah. And just to let people know that I mean, you're now, and of course you have to be, you know, very consistent and you have to do things, you know, the right way in order to reap the benefits, but your body is literally all that you need to build muscle strength and endurance and flexibility. Of course, don't forget yeah. flexibility, yeah. <laughs> right? But it's literally all that you need. Yeah. And it can be anything from, you know, apply metric you know, to a push up, to a body weight, you know, squat or isometric hold, all those things are just you and your body. And you are totally capable of creating strength and maintaining strength and creating muscle mass. Because I think that's the thing that people really challenge. Like, are you able to create muscle mass? And this is, I mean, the push up and pull up should just shut everybody down (laughs) because most people can't do either of those. Right. So if you take those two very simple exercises that are extremely challenging and if you progress from your point to wherever your goal is, there is not a possibility that you're not going to build mass. It's just not. Mm-hmm. You're pushing your own weight. You're not pushing a five pound dumbbell if you, you don't weigh five pounds, right? So if you're doing a pull up, you are pulling 120 pounds or whatever your weight is. Yeah. And most people are not even going to think about lifting that much weight at the gym. So your body weight is simply enough, as long as you're challenging it in different ways, as long as you're being super consistent, and as long as you have someone that can instruct you in you know good form, which is obviously very important. Yeah, I love that word consistency. Yes, it is key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, showing up for yourself every day, you know, Yes, showing up for yourself, you know, I feel like if you, you know, you load your muscles to a certain degree and then you walk away and you don't load them again for a long time, we're starting back at zero, right? So consistency is important, even just from a physiological perspective. Absolutely. And and like you said, like you, I mean, just the, and from the psychological perspective, having to start over Yeah. and, you know, that doomed feeling (laughs) you feel when you're, you know, having to start again. So yeah. It really is so important, you know, and just a little bit of movement it doesn't have to be, you know, some full on, you know, blasting out high intensity, you know, kettlebell workout, you know, just movement, yeah. 
and committing to, you know, moving. Our bodies are made to move. Absolutely. Not to sit at computers, typing away, doing nothing, you know, (laughs) hunched over. Right. (laughs) We're not meant for that. So we should be moving every day. I mean, I'm preaching to the choir clearly, but you know, (laughs) yeah, but it's it's so true. And I think that a lot of people take it for granted, you know, because I think that they think in such big picture Mm -hmm. and if they can't achieve these big picture goals that that they have in their mind, that they don't do anything, Exactly. you know, a five minute walk, you know, marching up and down the step, you know, doing a leg lift, you know, while you're waiting for whatever to cook in the oven, like little movements, like throughout the day. I've done that waiting. I've got eight minutes left on the timer. I'm like, what am I going to do on this floor? (laughs) Exactly. Let's do something here. (laughs) Why don't you tell me a little bit about your partnership with MyFitnessPal? It's so funny. When I was approached with by them, I, I mean, again, blown away, but I've been using MyFitnessPal since I had a Hotmail address. (laughs) Okay. funny. This is very telling. (laughs) So when they contacted me and I I looked up my old account. I was like, where, where was my original account? So I went and it it was Hotmail. So that's how long I've been using it. It was before the app was even on your phone. Mm -hmm. Like I was logging things in on my computer, you know, just like a, you know, a food journal. So Mm -hmm. I've been using them for a long time. They are trusted and tried and true. And I used it a lot with my wellness students. I used to be a wellness coach when I was at the Y and I did a lot of wellness coaching and once I left the while, I still had some, you know, some wellness students and wellness clients, excuse me. And I always use my fitness pal for logging in your fitness and your food, because that is such an important part. We're going back to consistency and it's not just that it keeps you consistent. It also just keeps you accountable because if you have to write down what you're doing every day, you're going to be more likely to do it. If you're logging in your yeah. water intake, you're going to be more likely yeah. to do it, right? So yeah. that's what I like about my fitness now the most. I think it really does act as an accountability partner. And I totally believe in it. I don't, I, I do a lot of content creation now, a lot more than I did before. And I will not create content for a company I don't believe in. And yeah. I totally believe in my fitness pal. It is one of the best tools to keep you on track and to help you meet your goals, like just for you, not, you know, someone else's goals. That's like some, you know, fitness guru on Instagram. Yeah. So what do you, I mean, your advice for taking on partnerships for other fitness people, you know, what would your recommendations be? I get this a lot. I'm glad you asked me this. My first recommendation would be to do, to partner with people or businesses you believe in. Yeah. If you're not believing in the business or the entity that you're partnering up with, I mean, it's not going to come across as authentic. Mm-hmm. I mean, n- not to me. And two, I mean, I think that if you're trying to make a transition from doing only fitness on Instagram and you want to, you know, do some content creation, then look to things that are in line with your goals and your mission and your, you know, whatever your mission statement is yeah. in your fitness business or wellness, you know, yeah. or your movement, movement practice. Or so I think that that's super important. Like if, if you're wanting to, you know, highlight the importance of sleep, or if you're perimenopausal, like I am, and you think that's important, then I think that you have to know that your audience is growing with you. And so you should really focus on things that matter to you yeah. because they're going to matter to other people. So yeah. that's, that would be my piece of advice. I hope I didn't get like off, like off of the tan- no, on a tangent too much, no, but no, no. I, you know, be passionate. Yeah. And things that you really believe in and things that you find helpful. I mean, I think that 
you know, it would be if, if something was not aligned, you know, if my, if I, if I decided to work with a company and my clients are just like, what is going on? They might question right. my, my sanity, you know, <laughs> and, and, no, it's very true. and they might question, and you know, my integrity. expertise, right. My, my integrity yes. yeah, and your integrity also, yeah. you know? So, yeah. So I just think it's, it, that, that, those are the two most important things, like really choose companies that you believe in and that align with, you know, what your beliefs are as far as movement, fitness, or beauty, whatever the case may be. It doesn't have to just be fitness. I mean, we're not just movement, yeah. you know, professionals, you know, we're women, yeah. we're mothers, you know, we are wives, you know, we, we have a lot of other parts of us that we, you know, aren't just here to teach Pilates. I mean, there's so many parts of you. And I think that if you are interested in doing content creation, you know, tap into the other things that interesting to you and that people find interesting in you. Oh, this was such an amazing conversation, Mickey. Thank you so much for joining us. I know that, you know, anyone who's listening in is going to want to learn more about you and where to find you. So where do, where do people do that? For Instagram, it's Mickey Fit, M-I-C-K-I-P-H-I-T. And my online studio is mickeyfit.com. And you can also find my app on that um, website. And for my book, it's Pilates for Everyone. And you can purchase it on Amazon. You can, I think you can get like on target.com yeah, too. Yeah. I have like a couple of signed copies left. I have like three signed copies left if you do if you buy it on my online studio website. So yeah, that's me, Mickey Fit. If you put Mickey Fit in your little whatever it's called, that little search bar, yeah. I mean, th- it'll all come up. <laughs> that's amazing. Yes. Make it easy for people to find you, right? Yes, absolutely. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for inviting me and thank you for being so um, persistent because I will let things like I'm telling you, you're <laughs> awesome. So thank you so much you know, for being so persistent with me. <laughs> uh, well, I was like, you know, eventually I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm just going to leave it. And I let, I, I had a bunch of interviews scheduled. So I'm like, I'm just going to let that go. And then I, and then I think you liked one of my podcast posts. I'm like, oh, I'm like, maybe she's still interested. I'm like, I'm going to follow yes. up. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm glad we finally did this. What a lovely conversation. So am I. Yeah. Thank you. I look forward to hearing it in other podcasts. That's it for today, folks. I hope you learned something new. And as always, thank you so much for listening in. It means a lot to me. So to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at mattersofmovement.com. And in order for this podcast to reach a wider audience, you can show your support and love by subscribing to, rating, and reviewing this podcast. See you next time so that we can continue to explore all the matters related to movement together.